How to Study for a Standardized Test Written by Scott Young, November 2018 There are plenty of different standardized tests. SAT, LSAT, GMAT, MCAT, as well as hundreds more for specific classes, fields, and professions. In many cases, the thought of preparing for a big test like this can fill you with anxiety, as you imagine going up against hundreds or thousands of other students in a high-pressure environment. Often, these tests decide your fate as a future doctor, lawyer, accountant, or student, so you know you need to take them seriously. What is the right way to study for these kinds of tests? Step one know exactly how the test works. The first step is to really know not just the material you need to learn, but the exact format and specifications of the test itself. How long is it? How are the questions being asked? How important will speed be to getting a good score? Become an expert on the test you're about to take. Know your enemy before you face it. There's three ways you can do this. The first is to buy pre-made test prep guides, and these are essential for big standardized tests since many people have already studied them endlessly and know how they work. Learning from a test prep guide should be your first resource. Second, talk to instructors and graders. Talk to the people teaching the classes or who have graded exams in the past. They can clue you on to which things are important and what the test is trying to ask of you. Third, talk to other people who have taken it. While a little bit less reliable than a test prep guide or former graders, other past students can give you insight into the format and difficulty. Step two is the test measuring knowledge or intelligence. The next step is to know any of the specific material the test is asking. Here, you can see a divergence between two types of standardized tests you might face. Knowledge tests are trying to see whether you know the things needed to pass. So these are common in professions which expect all members to know certain things in order to be able to practice. So lawyers need to pass the bar, doctors need to show they understand medicine. Aptitude tests are often just intelligence tests in disguise. Rather than testing specific knowledge, these tests just want to know how much general knowledge you may have so they can see how well you will perform in a further intellectual task. So the SAT, GMAT, and other aptitude tests often cover huge ranges of potential knowledge, and so they're much harder to study for deliberately. For knowledge tests, the focus should be on acquiring the knowledge. For aptitude tests, you need to split your efforts between acquiring knowledge that can be acquired and focusing on mastering your test-taking skills to learn the test itself as well as you can. Step three, know the material. So for knowledge tests or aptitude tests which have specific learnable components, your next step is to learn the material. This is like studying for an ordinary test, although the scope may be much broader if you have to cover a lot more than in a single class. Studying effectively is a complex art, but here are the basics. First, practice retrieval, not recognition. So don't review notes. Instead, cover up your notes and ask yourself what they say. Do practice problems for complex subjects. Try to explain the essence of big ideas for essay topics. Only look at your reference material after you've tried to answer it. Two, repeat and space your studying. Every topic you study should get studied more than once, and those times should be spread out over your total studying time before an exam. Third, Understand first, memorize second. If something can be understood because it has an internal logic or because it is part of a more complex idea, then start there. Only memorize details of things once you understand their foundation. Five, 
practice at least as hard as the test. So does the test ask essays? Then don't study with multiple choice. The act of studying should be no easier than the act of test taking, with the possible exception of time pressure, which can be added in later. Five, start learning early and keep learning consistently. Pick a schedule for studying and stick to it. A consistent long-term studying plan will do more for you than any trick or hack applied at the last minute before a cram session ever could. Organize all the things you need to learn and attack them systematically. If you're dealing with a huge topic coverage, you may want to insert tests in your learning phase so you can get feedback on how well your efforts are coming on track. Step four, master the test. In an ideal world, your mixture of studying the topic and practicing the test would be first to take a practice test immediately. So this sets a benchmark for your future progress will show you the difficulty you face, even if you do fail the first test miserably. Second, study until you feel about 50% ready to take the test. So this is a subjective benchmark, but you shouldn't wait to get feedback on your progress. Third, take the test again and see if you are right. So if you were, you should have made noticeable improvements over your initial attempt. Fourth, once you feel 80% ready, focus at least half your efforts on just doing practice tests. And this is for two reasons. First, doing practice tests will help you learn the material. And second, they will be much more focused than general studying efforts, so you'll start to master the actual test format. When you take a practice test, always do it under the conditions of the actual exam. That means you should have access to the same materials or be restricted from them, as well as operate under the same time pressure. If time is a factor in the actual test and you don't do your tests under time pressure, you aren't learning about how much you'll perform in the real test situation. Your goal should be that as you approach the final exam, you should be able to estimate your grade to within 10% of what you actually will achieve. This is because you'll have done it enough times already to know. Step five, relax and focus your mind. So if you've gotten this far, you're about ready to take the test. You should understand how it works thoroughly, master the material and taken enough practice tests to score within 10% if you've managed to do this, most of your work is done. Now you just need to make sure that you set yourself up for peak performance on test day. Start by getting enough sleep. At minimum, you should require yourself to get enough sleep the night before, but if you study from test anxiety that might make it hard for you to sleep the night before properly, make this a minimum of three nights of proper sleep. That means no all-nighters, no last-minute cramming. Next, practice a visualization ritual of taking the test. So imagine yourself sitting down and hearing the signal to start. See yourself flipping through the papers and writing down your responses. Picture facing questions that you have no idea what the answer is, but you calmly give your best response and then move on to other sections. This kind of mental rehearsal can help reduce the anxiety in the actual moment. If you experience a lot of test anxiety, you may want to actually go to the room you'll be taking the test in and try to imagine it as vividly as possible and start practicing your visualizations earlier. Ultimately, however, no visualization can replace the work of preparation. Confidence comes from knowing you are competent. You'll be competent because you learned the material. You'll know you're competent because you did the practice test. Start early, be patient, and you'll be sure to be successful.
Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott H. Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, and most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website, scotthyoung.com. Thank you.